eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. I'll say this. This sounds like such a hot take. I almost felt like Sam Hubbard was missed more than T. Higgins today. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. They couldn't stop one. Yeah. Would that have helped? That much? Like, I don't think having him would have helped. You don't think CJ would have gotten a little more pressure, too? Well, you talk about the run defense first. You don't think Sam Hubbard was missed today? I think he was missed. I think T. Higgins was missed. Yeah. What do you think was happening that first half? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, that too. But I I would say, not to say that T. Higgins is not, when he's out there, he's absolutely amazing. We just saw him come off of his best performance. But the defense was so disappointing that I feel like you needed that an extra defensive playmaker out there versus what I needed on offense, to be honest. Yeah, I guess when I was diagnosing what was going bad with the defense, to me, a lot of that was the interior. It was the same thing we talked about before, and they stepped up in the 49ers game. But when I was watching Carter and Tufele get knocked off the ball 10 yards, that seemed like a bigger issue. Like, that's not something that Robert's going to really make up for. And I think he probably would have brought a little more pressure. Uh, maybe got a little too excited with uh, some of these guys like, oh, it's, you know, we're going to give Murphy and Osai and Sample a chance. And none of them really showed up too much. I mean, we'll go back and watch. None of them had sacks. Uh, I know Murphy was near the passer at least once because it got replayed like it. <laughs> with the helmet to helmet as he fell down. So I, but I don't think I would say Murphy had a big impact on this game. I want to go back and watch. I but at the end of the day, it felt like the interior was getting gashed, and then they weren't making the they weren't making tackles, whether that's the linebackers or the safeties. I mean, Scott missed tackles, Pratt missed tackles. Um, I can't remember if Hilton missed tackles too. And those things can't happen. It felt to me a bit like the defense that 
we were watching in like week one, week two with all the missed tackles. But to go with it was much worse coverage. Um, no pressure either. I think that's a big problem. I think week two might might be a good example. For I think what week I two is a very good example. Yeah, like Lamar had all day. Lamar was throwing yep. the guys that were wide open. Lamar, you know, was able to run the ball. They're getting thrown out of the club. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of plays where I'm watching 95 get thrown out of the club. You know, <laughs> some of those guys. Watching CJ running in. Yep, pushing downfield. Uh, yeah, it's. I think Sam Hubbard would have helped run defense, but at the end of the day, what they need, in my opinion, is still, and they can't do it anymore. What no. they, what really hurt them in this game was when BJ Hill and DJ Reader go to the bench. The guys that come in for them can't really stop the run, and neither one's really a good pass rusher either. We didn't see all the clamoring for Tufele all year, and he didn't really do much as a pass rusher, and he did a lot of negative stuff as a run defender. So it's tough. I think another issue that is very prominent in this game was if you have a good left tackle, the Bengals pass rush doesn't work that well. It's like, you got to move Trey Hendrickson. Let's just give it I don't know why they don't though. Cause he used to be um, a third. So he can rush from either side from what I understand. I think I mostly saw him rush from the offensive left like that. But my goodness, Laramie Tunsil is on one side. And the other side is George Fant. Get him yeah. against George Fant. Do that. Like, he doesn't need to run against Laramie Tunsil every now. <laughs> Tunsil's a really, really good tackle. So I, when I'm watching that, that stuck out to me as like, a, they shouldn't need the other edge to be healthy because that side's weak. Like, they should just move Osai Murphy and Sample over Tunsil on pass rushdowns and then run – Hendrickson off the offensive right side, but for whatever reason, they don't do that, even when Hubbard misses time. So I don't know. I, I think Hubbard was missed. I just, I, I also think T was missed. I, yeah. And I, I, pro oh, I hate saying it like that because T is obviously missed on the offense, but I felt like the biggest problem was the defense. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, well, the first half was brutal. Like after that yeah. first drive, I don't know if you were like that first half was so many. Yeah, the, it, I mean, guys weren't getting open. They couldn't block, and then when they they couldn't run the ball because of that, they couldn't throw the ball because guys weren't open right away. Yeah, it breaks down. He dumps it off to a check down, and that guy's getting swallowed up immediately. So that felt so much like cramped. And that's why I liked in the second half when they opened it up and started taking those shots down the field. It felt like maybe I can find it somewhere, but Burrow's average depth of target in the first half versus the second half is probably like four to 10. It felt so different when I was watching that second half of this game. But I also think that it sure would help to have. Yeah, of course, having another number one yeah, wide receiver on the field. Have a six foot five, gangly, you know. Believe me, guy. if somebody can tell me right now T. Higgins is going to be healthy for Thursday Night Football, I'd be like, let's go. That's great news. I just. Yeah, I just, well, with Hendrickson, that, that might be the most <laughs> important yeah. one, but we'll see. I mean, yeah. 
it just the defense was really disappointing today, and I was expecting yeah. Luge unit yeah. to take care of a rookie quarterback in CJ Stroud. That's not taken away from CJ Stroud. I know he's a he, like a, we've already talked about before, probably going to win rookie of the year. He can be in the MVP candidate conversation, but at the same time, the defense was really disappointing. Yeah, I secondary. Agree. We had uh, seventeen explosive plays today. The Texans did. The secondary. Yeah, uh, well, it started with the D line, like you bring it up with Hubbard. Like, yeah, that was an issue, and they yeah. should have had another guy that could rush the passer. It's also I mean, Hubbard's more of a run defender, but at the same time, he probably would be a better pass rusher than anybody they threw out there. Um, Murphy Osai sample, so maybe he'd log some wins against uh Fant on that right side, but yeah, the secondary big letdown when Noah Brown is. Noah Brown averages 17 yards per game in his career. We talked about him on Thursday's podcast. We yeah. said it. No now he Brown. has like 260 yards across two games against the Bengals. It's almost 10 times his average. So with, with the secondary, I mean, there's so many people. You're going to go back and watch your tape. We're going to talk about it on Tuesday. But, you know, you can point at CTB. You can point at Cheeto. You can point at this the safety position. It just – it felt like the tackling was a problem, but also just – I don't know. It, it was it was pretty disappointing coming off the Bills game. Yeah. Um, I mean, for part of this game, it did feel like C.J. Stroud would just fake a handoff, run around for a second, and then just throw, and 85 would be standing there wide open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't understand 100% why that was happening. Um, because if I had to guess, it would be on the corners if anybody. So, because you're not going to ask your safeties to take him man to man. I think Dax Hill had a battle with Dalton Schultz for a little while, a nice breakup, but also gave up a few plays. That's fine. The Noah Brown stuff was not fine. You're going to face much more difficult receivers. And was it a structural thing? Because that's also possible. Maybe it was something within the defensive structure that they just knew would get open and there just wasn't an adjustment to fix it. Tough. I I don't know. It felt a bit like a lot of the issue was also the run pass conflict and how bad they were at stopping the run with their front six. So they had to get maybe, maybe I haven't seen this. So I'm not hundred percent sure, but maybe the safeties had to come down a little bit, or maybe the linebackers just have to commit harder to the run. And that opens things up for these guys. But when I watched, I was like, how's there not some type of adjustment to stop Noah Brown of all people? I mean, I don't Nico Collins missed this game and it felt like, oh, okay, cool. Like the Bengals, you know, it's a little, a little, uh, something that's an important player for them. It didn't matter. Noah Brown just did the same thing. And Tank Dell, he's a, he's a solid short receiver. He's a good player. Um, Robert Woods, fine. Mechie, fine. You know, Schultz, pretty good tight end. They've got some weapons, but this is not the most dangerous offense they'll face all year. I just don't understand how – I mean, you're going to commit more resources to, like, a Stefan Diggs and a Tyreek Hill. Like, maybe the idea is just, like, Lou has his guys in man against Noah Brown. He's just beating them, and he's like, I'm not going to commit a bracket to Noah Brown of all people. Just step up your play, and they just couldn't. I don't know. We can't see down the field during broadcasts. So I just have to be left wondering how 85 was wide open every time that C.J. Stroud threw the ball. But – is yeah. what it is. I mean, you got to fix that if that's a structural thing for sure, though, because other teams will find that. 